Hey, what's up, y'all? Maddox here with Full Court Press. Today, I'm going to be doing a depth chart on who I think some a couple core players the United States men's national team should bring in a guitar for this World Cup. I'm really excited about this roster. I think we had our very high highs and very low lows of qualifying, but I think ultimately, I think we have a, a fortunate group pairing. I think we do. England's obviously tough, but being a pot two team as we were allotted, I think we were always going to have to play one of the big dogs unless we got lucky and drew guitar. But I think that... England is a beatable team. I think that this is a game that we can go out and play against. We've played tough opposition before. We were in this group. We were in a group with England in 2010. We were, it was us, England, uh, Algeria, and Slovenia. And we actually not only tied England in a 1-1 game, which uh, is notable for its uh, Rob Green own, uh, not own goal, but uh, goalkeeping mishap that no one really ever wants to concede. But And we famously were... Um, said to have won that game 1-1, if that makes any sense, because of the, the massiveness and the weight that that one point carried for us going into qualifying. But we've we've come out and we've beaten teams like England before, and uh, people need to remember that when Spain were going on that huge unbeaten run for multiple years in the 2010s, we were the team to beat that. Like, the United States, we're not pushovers, right? We're a team that has a lot of young starlets all around the world, and I think we can go out and get a result against anyone. Um, Iran, that's also going to be a deceptively hard game. They put, came out of Asia on fire. They're a good team, but I think quality-wise, we're a couple levels ahead of them. But that being said, it's any given Sunday. Anybody can catch a body. You know, The Colts walked into Jacksonville thinking that they were going to beat the worst team in the NFL to go to the playoffs, and they ended up getting smoked by a sunshine. So it's like you know, everyone has to go out there, and we have to play our type of game, and we have to make sure we're not playing down a competition. We're still waiting to see who the fourth member of the group will be, but it'll be between Wales, Scotland, or the Ukraine. But those are all teams that I think, while they have players that are immense, John McGinn for Scotland, for example, or Gareth Bale, the Madrid star. Um, and then Ukraine has a very solid core with Andre Yarmolenko. They have Zinchenko from Manchester City, Andre Lunin, the Real Madrid backup goalkeeper. They've, they've got players. But I think that overall, from a quality perspective, we should be expecting to beat these teams. But that being said, I'm going to get into the roster, who I think are a couple of core players that should make the team. This isn't the entirety of the team. There's still deliberation if it's going to be a 23-man roster, as we're accustomed to, or if this is going to be the first World Cup to include 26-man. So what I did was I went ahead and I put every position on the field. For disclaimer, I think we should play a 4-3-3, which means four defenders, two center backs, a left back, and a right back. Three midfielders, with two of those midfielders being flat and the third being an attacking mid. And a three at the top, meaning two wingers, one on each side and then a, and then a striker up top. So I went ahead and I put who I thought should start at this position and I put a backup for each number of players that would be called up. So, for example, if there are two center backs on the field, I included four players here. But anyway, we're going to get started with goalkeepers. The hardest position, I believe, in all sports. I played this growing up, so, you know, I might be a little bit biased, but... The goalkeeper at the end of the day can make or break a team. We all remember Tim Howard and his heroism against uh, Belgium in 2014. They made a World Cup record 15 saves in one game, unfortunately in a 2-1 loss. That is, And that's the last showing the United States have had at a World Cup, that 2014 round of 16 game against Belgium. But nonetheless, the era of the Secretary of Defense, Tim Howard, are gone. Now we have to move on to a new keeper or a new group of keepers who I think should be leading that line is Zach Steffen. Now, Zach Steffen plays club soccer at Man City. He's their number two, but he looks great when he plays for them in the FA Cup or the odd Premier League game when Ederson isn't available. 
uh, Pep Guardiola has spoken very highly of him. Obviously, Ederson is one of the better keepers of the world, so it'd be tough for Stefan to try and push him for regular first-team minutes. But in the cup games, he's proved decisive men and pulling out really, really good stops. He was the player for us uh, of the game, probably, in that 2018 World Cup uh, warm-up game that France played against us, where we famously tied them 1-1 with the Julian Green goal. But Stefan had a couple of, I mean, just outstanding saves. I think despite the fact that Stefan's not getting the most regular minutes at Manchester City, given that they're just uh, an elite-level club. I still think as a shot-stopper, he's probably the best we've got. He's just so good at pairing the ball away. He's really good at commanding his box for on set pieces and corners and free kicks. While I do think work needs to be done with his distribution and playing from the back, I think that that's something that he's working on at Man City with Pep Guardiola, with Ederson. I obviously think that he's an amazing shot-stopper, but I think his game can be rounded out by being a better distributor. But that being said, I still think Stefan is the heir apparent to Tim Howard, and I think he should be our number one keeper going forward. Uh, our second keeper, I think this is Matt Turner. If you ask me the same time last year if it's Matt, I probably don't. I think he's another regular MLS guy who, you know, has upside, but at the end of the day isn't anything too special. But he has exploded this last calendar year, just being just unreal with 16 caps and 11 clean sheets, which is remarkable percentage-wise. He plays his club football for the New England Revolution at the moment, but is moving to Arsenal in the summer. I think this is going to be tricky for him to try and get Stefan out of that one spot, just because him going into Arsenal, he's either going to have to beat out Bernd Leno, the German keeper, or he's going to have to beat out Aaron Ramsdale, who's an English keeper from Arsenal who's played amazingly this year. But Matt Turner is going to go in there and give competition. But we'll probably be seeing a very similar role to Stefan at City. I think just with the track record and the amount of games that Stefan has played for us in, in high volume, high intensity situations, I would give it to Stefan over Turner. But Turner was immense for us in the, the Nations League or the Gold Cup and what's not. Uh, so Matt Turner 100% should make the plane. Moving on to left backs, um, I think it's a pretty easy answer here. This is probably, aside from Pulisic or McKinney, the easiest pick here. I'm going to go with Jedi Robinson with 25 caps, two goals, and five assists from the left back spot. I think he's really solid. Obviously, he plays his club football and his nation of birth of England, but he's really gelled with his U.S. group with those 25 caps. I remember him scoring some immense goals to get us back into games. Um, one, he took on a half volley, put it bottom right corner. It, it, was a, it was a tremendous finish, tremendous finish. I just don't think there's a more compelling argument for anyone else to play left back. Anyone else here is probably like a Sergino Des converted to left back and having someone else play at right. But I think it's just a really easy, really easy pick here. Anthony Jedi Robinson at the left back. And our, for my backup left back, I also don't have a traditional left back in terms of where they play for club football. But Joe Scally from Borussia Mönchengladbach has proven multiple times to be able to play on either flank. While he doesn't have any caps at the senior team level, I think with the work that he's done in his 25 appearances in the Bundesliga have been immense. He's played well in the Pokal as well. He's gotten a goal in the Bundesliga, which is more than Ricardo Pepe, our striker, can say. So, I, But I just don't think there's been a connect with Scally and Burhalter. We're opting to see a lot of guys like Reggie Cannon, who I think have stagnated in their growth, or Shaq Moore, who no disrespect to Shaq Moore at all because he plays well when he plays for us, isn't necessarily performing at the highest level in terms of competition for this club in Spain or on the pitch. So Joe Scally, 
Next up, one of our premier players, Serginho Dest, the FC Barcelona product. 17 goals, two cap, uh, 17 caps, sorry, two goals, two assists. He's he's a baller. And when you look at some of the goals he scores, like that banger he scored against Jamaica or just the Rabona he did to set up, I believe it was one of Reyna's goals. I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't have the clip in front of me right now. But Serginho Dest is capable of the little bits of magic that make you just say, wow. While he's not the most technically gifted defender per se, his ability on the ball and creating space for himself and other wingers and people getting forward is, is amazing and it obviously, it, it just can't be left off the pitch. He is currently dealing with an injury he picked up for Barca, but I believe he'll be fine, especially given that it's going to be a winter cycle World Cup because of the heat in Qatar. He'll have that whole summer to rehabilitate and get back in with the USMNT. I have no doubt that Serginho Dest is going to be a baller for us at that right back spot. Back up, right back, and this is the first player we have that has as a World Cup veteran. I've got DeAndre Yedlin. Not much to say here. 73 caps, 8 assists. He plays for Inter-Miami, but was a longtime Newcastle product. Looked good for us in the 2014 World Cup at that level of competition. I think he's a leader. Makes the team. Center backs, John Brooks. I know he has his beef with Verhalter. I know there's personal issues here, but when you talk about leaders of men and just like rocks at the back, I think John Brooks would be right next to that definition if you look at an American edition. Famously scored that goal against Ghana, 45 caps, three goals. He plays well for Wolfsburg. He looked good when they were playing Champions League opposition. I think John Brooks is a baller. Miles Robinson, he's my second center back. Not just because he's an Atlanta United player, but because I think when you look at the the fact that him and Walker Zimmerman, they played eight caps to get eight games together and have six clean sheets. Like, that's ridiculous to, in that amount of volume. Uh, Walker Zimmerman, Cameron Carter Vickers, also center backs that I think should make the, get the call up, are center mids. Three of our most important players Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, Gio Reyna. These guys are getting it done at Champions League teams. I think they're the future. Aside from one other player, I think these guys are ballers. 100% should be starting and make the plane. Backups there Eunice Musa, Luca Della Torre. Kellen Acosta, not a big Acosta guy, but I think he'll do here. Wingers, Christian Pulisic, enough said. Tim Way, I think, should get the start on the other flank. And for our strikers, I think Jesus Ferreira. I know that's controversial over his friend Ricardo Pepe from Dallas days, but I think Jesus Ferreira's production with three goals and four assists and nine caps means he should be leading the line for us come Qatar. Thanks, guys.